0: Hi, this is Robert Cahoon, and today we are looking at Tony Hickey's superb booklet, Living in the Kingdom of the Divine Will. Um, this is an introductory booklet to Living in the Divine Will. Um, Louisa Piccarreta lived from 1865 to 1947, and uh, Tony Hickey is a Roman Catholic uh, layperson living in the Manchester area. He's written a superb introduction, so I'm just going to read through it today. And uh, we're going to see, uh, just bring out some of the some of the teaching in it. So it's fantastic, a bit, a bit of explanation as we go by. You can um, get this little booklet from the LivingInTheDivineWill dot org website uh, if you're looking for it. So, um, so we'll start reading it. Jesus speaks to Louisa Pecoretta, eighteen sixty five to nineteen forty seven, and the cause for Louisa's beatification opened on the twentieth of November, nineteen ninety four. So just at the beginning it says this booklet is intended to be a simple aid to living and praying in the divine will as taught by Jesus to the servant of God, Louisa Picaretta. Um it's not a complete guide, but it's hoped that newcomers to the spirituality will find in these simple lessons a means of embracing and understanding. Jesus's invitation to live in the kingdom of the divine will and what's really cool about this booklet is it comes with ecclesiastical approval from the archbishop of Trani um, that is in southern Italy on the 17th of October 1997 Um, so this booklet comes with ecclesiastical approval that's really important Um, so Jesus said to Louisa in the book of heaven volume one a little at a time Promise to be faithful to me and I shall pour into you many graces that will cause you to marvel. I have great designs on you, but only if you correspond and conform to my will. I shall delight in making you a perfect image of me. You shall imitate me from my birth to my death. Do not have any doubt about succeeding because I will teach you how it can be done a little at a time. So the purpose of the gift of the divine will, the purpose of the gift of the divine will is to allow God to receive perfect glory from the whole human family, i.e. from Adam to the last person to be created. Perfect reparation is the primary work of the gift. And from the moment he was created, Adam could give God a perfect return of love and glory and everything all of the time because he possessed the gift of the divine will. At the fall, Adam lost this gift and was then able to correspond to God with only his limited human capacity, not with the unlimited capacity of the divine will, which he previously enjoyed. Jesus told Louisa that when he created Adam, he placed within Adam's human will, the divine will. The the divine will resided there only because Adam consented to this, allowing himself to be animated by God in every way. His thoughts, words, glances, steps, movements, breaths, heartbeats, etc. For this reason, all of Adam's acts were of a divine order because he was consenting to let the divinity do everything within him. It's because the divinity was doing everything in him that Adam's acts were perfect, thereby giving perfect glory and perfect correspondence of love to his creator. So, this does not imply a lack of free will on the part of Adam. Instead, Adam was continuously consenting to giving the divinity the freedom to operate in him in this way. And it does not mean that Adam was made divine. He was always a creature, but a creature consenting to letting the creator animate him in every act of life. So the human will is presented by Jesus as an empty glass in which the waters of the divine will reside. This was not intended by God to be the permanent condition of man the human will was not created to be isolated from the divine will up until the fall the divine will operated in every aspect of adam's being with the gift of the free will adam could empty himself any time of this divine capacity to glorify god perfectly in fact he did empty himself of this gift when he took the forbidden fruit so the saints and the gift of the divine will It's a frequently asked question that, but didn't the saints possess the gift of the divine will? And the answer is no, because until now, the saints have been only able to align themselves to God's will, i.e. that they become more aware of what God wanted them to do and how he wanted to be in their daily lives. They corresponded as best as they could to his will. However, the gift of the divine will is not only about doing God's will, but possessing God's will, i.e., letting God carry out his own will himself within you through your consent. This is what Adam was doing up until the fall and what Jesus did in his humanity throughout his whole life while on earth. Jesus points out that Louisa, who received the gift of the divine will on the 8th of September, 1889, marks the beginning of the era of the kingdom of the divine will on earth. And this gift is now available to everyone, and how this gift was prophesied in the scriptures. The first biblical prophecy can be found in Genesis 3.15. This prophecy was spoken by God to Satan. God prophesied the coming of a future redeemer, the Messiah. The Jews prayed for the fulfillment of this prophecy, and so Jesus came. Before leaving the earth, Jesus gave another prophecy, which he placed the one prayer that he taught us, the Our Father, The prophecy is thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, just as the saints in heaven possess the divine will with which to perfectly glorify God and correspond perfectly to his love. So have the Christian generations on earth been praying for this same will to be enjoyed on earth as it is in heaven. Thus, we've been praying for a return of our original capacity to perfectly correspond to our creator. And this is why Jesus subtitled these writings, The Recall of the Creature to the Order, Place and Purpose for which it was created by God. The Trinity and the Divine Will The three persons of the Trinity, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, do not each possess their own separate wills consenting to one another's wishes. Instead, the three persons of the Trinity share the same one Divine Will, This is why there can only be agreement, peace, harmony, etc. between them. By the powers of the one divine will, the father is able to direct all his infinite love to his son. By the same powers of the same one divine will, the son is perfectly able to return the same infinite love to the father. It was the same one divine will which Adam originally possessed in Eden prior to the fall and which Jesus also possessed in his humanity throughout his earthly life. Thus, Adam was able to correspond to God's love, as was Jesus himself. One could say that the uncreated son, Jesus, and the created son, Adam, could perfectly correspond to the Father by the powers of that same one divine will, which they both possessed. So Jesus's prayer in John 17. This prayer of Jesus is a threefold prayer, he prays first for himself, then for his disciples, and finally for all future disciples. It is in the final part of his prayer that makes Jesus uh, that Jesus makes this request of the Father, that they may be one with me as I, Father, and you are one. So as we've already learned, the Trinity is not just good friends agreeing with each other, but in one in the divine will. Thus, for each disciple to be one with Jesus in the same way as Jesus is one with the Father would require the disciple also to possess the same one divine will as Jesus and the Father. And this is what Jesus prayed the night before he died. So how to receive the gift of the divine will? To receive the gift of the divine will, one needs the desire to receive it and to decide to no longer give life to one's own human will. Jesus said, you do not need paths, nor doors, nor keys to enter into my divine will to enter creatures need but remove the pebble of their own will a soul has but to desire it and all is done my will assumes all the work and that was in volume 12 from the 16th of february 1921 from the book of heaven so it's important to remember that having desired the gift only after deciding to sacrifice one's own will that it is jesus who does all the work only jesus can do a divine act we always remain as creatures surrendering to his most holy will. So the golden rule is we desire it and Jesus does all the work. So a lesson for life is to forget self. From the first moment a soul decides to embrace living in the divine will, she must learn to forget herself. Jesus says that there's only one way of achieving this and that it must be practiced for the rest of your life. My daughter, in order for the soul to be able to forget herself, everything she does or has to, has to do must be done as if I wanted to do it in her. If she prays, she should say, it is Jesus who wants to pray, and I pray together with him. If she works, it is Jesus who wants to work. It is Jesus who wants to walk. It is Jesus who wants to eat, wants to sleep, wants to get up, who wants to enjoy himself." It should be like that in everything for the rest of her life, excluding errors. Only in this manner is the soul able to forget herself. For not only will she do everything because I want it, but because I want to do it and she will need me. And that's in volume 11, the 14th of August, 1912, in the Book of Heaven by Louisa Picressa. Everything should now be done with reference to Jesus because it is he who is doing everything within us except error, i.e. sin. So a question, what if I sin? If we sin, we would lose the gift of the divine will. This is because we can't, obviously cannot make Jesus sin. If we make a sincere act of contrition, then we can ask Jesus to return the gift to us and he will do so. Jesus is yearning so much for us always to possess this gift that he gladly returns the gift to us. It is only through our having this gift that Jesus can ensure a perfect return of love and glory to the Father, from within the creature if our sin was of a serious nature mortal sin then we'd have to go to the sacrament of reconciliation and then ask Jesus to return the gift to us so praying in the divine will to pray in the divine will we should remember Jesus' instruction to forget self we can begin by saying Jesus wants to pray and I pray with him Jesus gave this lesson to Louisa I want to teach you the way of how you must be with me. So important. First, you must enter inside of me, transform yourself into me. Take that which you find in me. And that's in volume eight, the 9th of February, 1908 in the book of heaven. And remember that everything is achieved by the golden rule. We desire it and Jesus does all the work. Notice that Jesus did not say think, but desire. Thought alone will not do. It's the desire of the heart, which ensures living in the kingdom of the divine will. So praying in the divine will, part two. We first desire to enter into Jesus and he brings about this by the golden rule. Then we transform ourselves into him, also brought about by the golden rule. As St Paul said, put on Christ. So we do everything as another Jesus since Jesus is doing everything within us, our thoughts, words, actions, steps, movements, breaths, heartbeats, everything except sin. Next, we take what we find in Jesus. Jesus explained to Louisa in volume 11, 14th of August 1912, that while he was on earth during his hidden life, i.e. up to the age of 30 years, when his public ministry began, he took into himself all the thoughts, words, actions, everything about everyone from Adam to the last person to be created and he redid everyone's life in his divine will in this way there's a divine version of each one's life why because the only divine version can give god perfect glory our human attempts at glorifying god no matter how holy we become would always fall short of absolute perfection so we look at the third part of praying in the divine will Jesus did not immediately offer the divine version of our lives to the Father, but suspended them within himself, waiting for the day that you would come along. And after your fiat, your yes to the gift of the divine will, you would enter into him, transform yourself into him and take what you find in him. Now you can find in Jesus the divine version of your life suspended in him. Take it, make it your own by the golden rule and offer it with Jesus to the Father. You can do this repeatedly, not only with your own life, but also repeatedly with everyone's life. Jesus wants you to do this for everyone's life. Praying in the divine will, in the name of everyone. Because Jesus redid the lives of everyone, from Adam to the last created soul, in his divine will, then we can also pray work, speak, walk, eat, sleep, and enjoy ourselves in the name of everyone. This is what Jesus said to Louisa. In my glances, I took all the creature's eyes, in my voice, their words, in my movements, theirs, in my hands, their works, in my heart, their affections and desires, in my feet steps, and making them like mine, my humanity satisfied the Father. Now, why cannot you also do it? For he who loves, all is possible, united to me. In my will, pray and bring before the divine majesty in your thoughts, the thoughts of everyone, in your eyes, the glances of everyone, in your words, movements, affections and desires of those of your brothers to make reparation for them, to obtain light, graces and love for them. In my will, you will find yourself in me and in everyone. You do my life, you will pray with me, and the divine father will be content with it. And all heaven will say, Who calls us upon the earth? What is it that wants to embrace this holy will in herself, enclosing all of this, all of us together? And how much good you can obtain for the earth by making heaven descend upon the earth? Volume 11, 3rd of May, 1916, in the book of heaven. Therefore, finding everyone in Jesus, we can pray in the name of everyone. And Jesus promises it that will be as if everyone is praying in a divine way. If the whole of humanity prayed together in a human way, even this volume of prayer would not compare with or just one prayer in the divine will, because a divine prayer has infinite value or merit, since it possesses the very dispositions and qualities of Jesus himself, because it is he who is doing all the work in his divine will. Now, we can pray the rosary, for example, in the name of everyone and keep Jesus company in the blessed sacrament in the name of everyone, etc. So that God is receiving a perfect return of love and glory from everyone simultaneously in everything we do, providing we desire it. Remember, the size of your prayer group, if you're praying in the divine will, in the name of all, is everyone from Adam to the last created soul. (laughs) That's everyone so rounds in the divine will there is much to be said about rounds in the divine will but here is a beginning on one occasion jesus was talking to louisa around on one occasion jesus was taking louisa around the universe she could hear jesus's voice saying i love you on everything every star planet moon etc while she was enjoying this experience jesus turned to her and said Louisa, where is your I love you to me? Jesus explained, if she desired it in the divine will, she could place her I love you to Jesus on everything too, because Jesus would do it for her. So we're invited by Jesus to do the same, to place I love you to Jesus on every created being or thing, past, present and future. These are the rounds of creation. We can place our I love you on everything that Jesus said and did during his life on earth. Including his resurrection and ascension. These are the rounds of redemption. We should also place our I love you on the acts of the Holy Spirit, e.g., the sacraments, prayer, prayers, inspirations, graces, etc. These are the rounds of sanctification. And Jesus told Louisa to make these rounds incessantly in volume 18. I love you with your will. And Louisa writes continuing in my usual state, blessed Jesus let himself be seen inside of me but so fused with me that I would see his eyes in mine, his mouth in mine, and in the same way, all his body. And while I was seeing him like this, he said to me, my daughter, see how I fuse myself and make myself one sole thing with the soul who does my will. I I make herself my own life because my will is inside and outside of her. You can say that it is like the air she breathes, which gives life to everything in her. It is like light that makes everything be seen and understood. It is like heat that warms and fecundates and makes things grow. It is heart that beats, hands that work, feet that walk. And when the will unites to my will, my life is formed in the soul. Afterwards, having received communion, I was telling Jesus, I love you. And he told me, my daughter, do you really want to love me? Say, Jesus, I love you with your will. And since my will fills heaven and earth, your love will surround me everywhere with your I love you will reverberate high in the heavens and in the depths of the abysses so if you want to say i adore you i bless you i praise you i thank you you will say it united with my will and you will fill the heavens and earth with adoration blessings praises and thanksgiving in my will these are simple things easy and immense and that was from volume 11 the 2nd of october 1913 so we move on to our lady the virgin mary and the divine will Jesus made Mary the queen and mother of the kingdom of the divine will. Mary was the third person after Adam and Eve to be given the gift of the divine will from the moment of her immaculate conception. Jesus in his humanity was the fourth person to possess the gift of the divine will. Next was Louisa Picaretta, and everyone afterward who will say yes to this gift. Our Lady gave Louisa 31 lessons on the kingdom of the divine will, With this gift, one would strive for in years can be accomplished in just one day. And that's in Lesson 13 of those 31 lessons. So um, that is a um, special book called the Virgin Mary and the Kingdom of the Divine Will. I highly recommend that you read it. Three times a day, Our Lady wants us to sit upon her lap morning, noon and evening and say to her, my mother, I love you. Love me too and give me a sip of the will of God for my soul. Give me your blessing also that I might do all my actions under your maternal gaze. At night, Our Lady wants us to present all our acts of the day onto her maternal lap. So the book, The Virgin Mary in the Kingdom of the Divine Will, an absolute must read, read it slowly, read it thoroughly, read it again and again. Important in this book, the mother Mary will teach you 31 lessons on how to live in the divine will with her. Great, so this is important too. Provenient and actual acts, anticipatory and current acts. Provenient, anticipatory acts. This is to be done as soon as you awake at the break of dawn. Jesus says, It is when you tell Jesus in your own words that you want everything today to be done only in his divine will for example come most holy divine will come and reign in every thought word deed prayer joy and suffering of this day actual current acts these are the particular acts that you do during the day like washing eating working praying etc you should say jesus wants to And so I do together with him. And that's volume 11, the 14th of August, 1912. As far as your memory allows, one should continue throughout the day in this way. Fortunately, Jesus does not accuse us of our poor memories. Our acts continue to be in the divine will because of the provenient act. But as Jesus says, both acts are necessary. The provenient acts assist creates the disposition and makes room for the actual act. The actual act preserves and enlarges the disposition for the provenient Act. And that's in volume 14, 27th of May, 1922. So calling down the divine will in our daily lives. Jesus wants us to cool down the divine will into everything and everyone. Like the lesson about forgetting self, we can cool down the divine will in the following way. Come divine will, come wash in me or come divine will, come eat in me. Or come, divine will, come drive in me. Or come, divine will, come work in me. Or pray, rest, speak, etc. There's no set formula for praying in the divine will. So alternatively, one might pray, come, divine will, come wash in my washing. Come, divine will, come eat in my eating, etc. Jesus said to Louisa that the kingdom of the divine will will not reign fully on earth until a certain number of acts in the divine will have been completed. So, St. Hannibal de Francia, he was spiritual director to Luisa. He was a priest. Um, he lived with Louisa. Uh, he has a statue in the Vatican. The little rosary of the divine will. Start saying this prayer daily in all the different circumstances of life. The 5th of July, 1851 to the 1st of June, 1927. I think that's St. Hannibal's uh, when he lived from until... St. Hannibal de Francia was one of Louise's extraordinary confessors. So inspired was he by the spirituality of Louise's writings that he founded two religious orders, the Rogationist Fathers and the Daughters of the Divine Zeal. He was beatified by Pope John Paul II on the 7th of October 1990 and canonized on the 16th of May 2004. In the later years of his life, he composed the following simple chaplet to be said on rosary beads. Every day he prayed this chaplet, often more than once, especially in his last sickness. So you begin with one far, one Our Father, one Hail Mary, and one Glory Be. And on the small beads you say, Thy will be done as it is in heaven. And on the large beads you say, Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be world without end amen and in conclusion you say lord jesus we praise you we love you we bless you we thank you together with the father and the holy spirit in your holy and eternal divine will amen so we've got a prayer for Louisa's beatification and most holy trinity our lord jesus christ taught us that as we pray we should ask that our father's name be always glorified that his will be done on earth and that his kingdom should come reign among us our great desire to make known this kingdom of love, justice, and peace. We humbly ask that you glorify your servant, Louisa, the little daughter of the divine will, who with a constant prayer and suffering, deeply yearn for the salvation of souls and the coming of God's kingdom in the world. Following her example, we pray to you, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit to help us joyously embrace the crosses of this world, that we may also glorify your name and enter into the kingdom of your will. Amen. So there's this really, cool thing called the act of consecration to the divine will by louisa picoretta and i'll just read it to you now O oh, adorable and divine will behold me here before the immensity of your light that your eternal goodness may be open to me the doors that make me enter into form my life all in you divine will therefore O oh, adorable will prostrate before your light i the least of your creatures put myself in the little group of the sons and daughters of your supreme fiat Prostrate in my nothingness, I invoke your light and beg that it clothe me and eclipse all that does not pertain to you, divine will. It will be my life, the centre of my intelligence, the enrapture of my heart and of my whole being. I do not want the human will to have life in this heart any longer. I cast it away from me and thus form the new Eden of peace, of happiness and of love. With it shall be always happy, I shall have a singular strength and holiness that sanctifies all things and conducts them to God. Here, prostrate, I invoke the help of the Most Holy Trinity, that they permit me to live in the cloister of the divine will and thus return in me the first order of creation, just as the creature was created. Heavenly Mother, Sovereign and Queen of the Divine Fiat, take my hand and introduce me into the light of the divine will. You will be my guide, my most tender mother, and will teach me to live and maintain myself in the order and balance of the divine will. Heavenly Mother, I consecrate my whole being to your Immaculate Heart. You will teach me the doctrine of the divine will, and I will listen most attentively to your lessons. You will cover me with your mantle so that the infernal serpent dare not penetrate into a sacred Eden to entice me and make me fall into the maze of the human will. Heart of my greatest good, Jesus, you will give me your flames that they may burn me, consume me and feed me to form in me the life of the divine will. Saint Joseph, you will be my protector, the guardian of my heart and will keep the keys of my will in your hands. You will keep my heart jealously and shall never give it to me again. Then I may be sure and never leaving the will of God. My guardian angel, guard me, defend me, help me in everything so that my Eden may flourish and be the instrument that draws all men into the kingdom of the divine will. Amen. Pray this consecration prayer in the name of everyone. Cool, so we're going to talk about Louisa's writings. So by 1938, Louisa had written 36 volumes of Hadari. The title of this work was given by Jesus himself in volume 19. He called the volumes the Book of Heaven, and Jesus also gave the subtitle The Recall of the Creature to the Order, to the Place, and to the Purpose for which He was created by God. So, in addition to the 36 volumes, only some are presently available in English. There's a selection of Louise's prayers in the Divine Will Prayer Book. And a series of lessons on the divine will dictated to Louisa by the Blessed Virgin Mary in a book called The Virgin Mary in the Kingdom of the Divine Will. Another important work is the Hours of the Passion, in which Jesus not only shares certain details concerning his passion, but also some of his thoughts and prayers during the last 24 hours of his life. It's a truly remarkable book, an absolute must read. Great. So we've got seven points to remember. The Daily Checklist. Number one, when you wake up, make your provenient act. Number two, never lose sight of the golden rule. Number three, sit upon your heavenly mother's map three times a day and speak these words with the heart of a loving child. Number four, begin doing actual current acts, remembering to do this as often as your memory allows. Example, divine will, walk in my walking. Five, make the revounds in the divine will, pray the rosary of the divine will. Number six, before returning to bed, place all of your acts of the day upon Our Lady's lap. And number seven, before closing your eyes, give Jesus permission to have you make rounds during your sleep. Fear. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, uh, this book is by Tony uh, Hickey. It's a truly really remarkable book. Just a summary of um, summary of Louisa Picaret's, um teaching living in the kingdom of the divine will. Thank you so much indeed um, for listening today. Um, Thank you for listening and be sure to um, read up as much as you can about this subject. Um, Very kind indeed. Thank you so much.